So whose voice is it anyway? This is Tracy with Anchor.fm and in 10 minutes I want to show you in three steps how you can start to look at your own garden, meaning your own mind, and your garden. I use analogies a lot to describe thoughts and where they come from and how to go back and figure out where they come from. And I call this this episode, Whose Voice Is It Anyway? And the idea is to go is to go into a an exercise however you would like to do this in 10 minutes pen and paper or you can just listen to my voice and and get open to the idea because it totally absolutely works this is a uh, contribution from Louise Hay if you've not heard of her she is all about manifesting and healing manifesting your dreams healing your life and working from the inside out so this is something that she talked about many moons ago and I remember her talking about it as a garden so if you go with me and you can close your eyes and just go into your mind and think of it like a garden you know you have a garden where it is fresh soil or old soil or just dirt just plain dirt but underneath that dirt what is there there are roots there are seeds there are old seeds and these represent your old thoughts your old things that were maybe it may be planted in you a long time ago and i and i mean this metaphorically speaking of course these are conversations you may have overheard or things that were say, said to you uh things that you took on to believe is your own and i'll use an example uh, under the age of five years old i remember sitting on the ground drawing you know, with a crayon and paper and a teacher looking down, you know, she, she appeared, I looked up, she appeared like a giant. Of course, I'm only five and she's an adult. So of course she's going to seem that way. And I remember her saying something to the effect of that's really cute. She can draw, meaning I can draw, but, and this is probably where I fill in the blanks. Cause I don't know. I don't think she said it, but you can't make a living. So I, my imaginative, imaginative mind came up with it, with the end of that sentence, which is you can't make a living. Um, whether or not that it was just a seed that was planted in me a long time ago. And until I did this exercise, I didn't realize that I was living that I was fulfilling that that sentence or that feeling or that connotation that I got from this teacher. And that's why they say your teachers or people that give you messages are really mirroring what's happening on you on the inside. And it's not like, don't shoot the messenger type of thing. So it's not a shame or blame at the teacher. It's really simply a reflection and an opportunity for you to look at your garden, so to speak, the, the thoughts that where did they come from and whose voice was it anyway? And once you discover that, whose voice it was it anyway, then you can take ownership on it to say, oh, that's where it came from. Uh, you know, across, let's, let's go on to another example. You go to cross the street, you're, you're under years of 10 years old and you go to cross the street and a stopping guard, she's dressed in, or he's dressed in orange and he's got a stop sign and he, he puts his arms out emphatically in front of you and says, don't stop, or sorry, stop, don't cross. And it shocks you because you were about to cross the road. And he basically, for the most part, saved your life. But the way it was done in such an emphatic, shocking way, and then he blocked you, and maybe even physically, you know, brushed you or touched you and, you know, didn't hurt you, but it shocked you. 
and it put you into this state of, oh my gosh, I, I need to be fearful every time I cross a road. But his intention was true. His intention was doing his job. His intention was to protect you, to make you know no no harm come your way. And that's why this is empowering. This exercise is to say, oh, that's where that came from. My fear of, you know, jump of heights. My fear of jumping into unknowns. My fear of this or that. Maybe that's where it came from. I don't know. But when you can look back and say and start to remember some of these childhood memories. This is where the golden nuggets are. This is where it's hard to find, to, to get them. It's hard to get to this place because most of the time we've suppressed it because it represents pain and we just pushed it way down and then we've forgotten about it. But behind the curtain, things are happening. And every time we relive these examples of, um, of where these roots came from, the first example of not fulfilling my dreams of being an artist, for example, every time I say I won't charge for a painting or I won't paint or I run into a painter's block or something like that, that's where it took me a long time to go back and find out where it came from. Once I discovered that root of where it came from and that five-year-old me looking up at the teacher and having that feeling, it was so empowering and, and, and liberating because I was like, wow, that's amazing. She totally did not mean any harm or ill intent in my regard. Uh, it was just something that I was able to go, oh, so whose voice was it anyway is a way for you to go, oh, that wasn't my voice. However, I took it on. And that's where you can shift the, the, the responsibility and ownership and say, oh, okay, I heard that, I took it on. And then guess what? I'm such a powerful creator from the age of five, I recreated that over and over and over. And you know what happens when you recreate something over and over? It gains momentum. It creates compound interest, so to speak, like money in a bank. However, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So by the age of 21, I was just that. I was an artist. I was struggling to become a paid artist. And I would go into galleries and I would, you know, represent, put my work out and they would say no. And I, you know, I'd shuffle off into the distance and say, I'm not good enough. And then I realized, and I did this exercise with Louise Hay, and this was just one of the golden nuggets that I was able to discover. And it was like a light switch, literally. As soon as I realized where it came from and I, and I acknowledged it and took ownership for it and said, okay, that's where it came from. I gave it back to the teacher and said, thank you for that lesson. I no longer need that. And I went on to create a whole spreadsheet of my prices, my rate chart, my, my chart of rates and charge people for my painting with ease and grace and, and just never look back on that particular area. Now, when you look back at the, the scenario when the crossing guard stopped me abruptly, that was another whole exercise about taking risks and and so now I use that as an example of, oh, that's where that came from. Got it. Thank you, Crossing Guard. How do I use it? And how do I replace that with now empowering thoughts, with now things that are going to still have that message of be careful, look, look both ways before you cross a road, but cross the road, you know, take precautions, do your due diligence, do your homework, but when you're ready, it's safe to take a step into that crosswalk because you've looked both ways and you've done your due diligence. So it's like almost having a conversation with yourself about pulling the weeds of your garden of thoughts and then replacing them with powerful things. So how would that look? Well, it would be like I'm an abundant creative artist that gets easily paid for my creations. I love to create paintings every day. 
I take risks before I take risks, but only after I do my due diligence and research. I take risks in business and in life when I feel comfortable and safe to do so. So these are statements that I've just created that are essentially the opposite of what I went through as a um, as a young as a young one and replacing them with powerful thoughts that will bring me to the present make me feel good about them so those are good empowering thoughts that will help me take risks going forward but again acknowledging the past where they came from acknowledging whose voice was it anyway maybe it was your own voice but oftentimes it was a teacher or a conversation or a parent or an adult or a person of authority that might have just said something not to harm you just you know, just in life. And you are, we, we are all our powerful creators. So when we hear something and then we really truly feel it and believe it and instill it, then we just, it, it just, it, it's called manifesting. It manifests into, into either a garden of dirt and seeds and roots, or you can replenish that garden with beautiful flowers of all colors of all sizes whatever it is you want by creating these powerful thoughts every time you have a powerful thought that you've created like i am an abundant artist i get paid for my creations you can picture in your mind a flower sprouting up from that garden and you can use this as a meditation to create when you look back on your garden, a beautiful garden full of every flower of your choice, of your of your your most pleasing color, and you can just make it seem like it's ever evolving and growing this garden. And it's a visual way to replace negative thoughts with positive thoughts, but it actually totally works. I hope this helps you in some way. I just got a timer. So I must sign off for now with, uh, with anchor.fm. This is Tracy. Please feel free to get a hold of me if this helps you. And if you still are stuck, I will send you three ideas or suggestions on how to get unstuck. So bye for now.